Good morning, everybody. Hey, team. Welcome back to another the only podcast we can hear a couple guys talk about movies and television with your hosts, the Turkey Boys, Ryan Eckner, and myself, Scott Sweeney. What's happening, Hoops? I mean, just thinking about how dope Entourage was in this moment. This big intro. Nothing better. And Funniest show ever created. Speaking of, might as well get right into it. Have you seen that uh, most celebrities are doing auctions these days? Oh no, it's, it's Jeremy Piven, isn't it? <laughs> you wish. <laughs> Is it E? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Kevin Connolly, friend of the show. Director of Gotti. <laughs> Gotti. All anyone's doing is like talk shows from home and auctioning off anything they can just to like get sure. something going. Folks, you can meet Emmanuel Shrieky and Kevin Connolly during a private Skype or Zoom session. And that's it for us. Uh, the show ends here. That's like all. Okay. That's like the third time I've done that, but. Still good. S- still, uh, it's unintentional, folks. Um, I already met uh, Emmanuel Shrieky and Kevin Connolly, and uh, Emmanuel is very striking in person. She is a babe. And I froze up a little bit. I didn't know how to, what to say. Oh, yeah. Didn't you go to, like, the set of Entourage? We did, yeah. You met the whole... I'm, like, a secret big Entourage fan, I even know. though I know how stupid and lame it is. This is a great reveal for the fans. I have been dreaming... And fantasizing and in love with Furio. Yeah, you have that picture with some of them. You like tower over the cast. You look very cool in that picture. I'm, uh, I'm remembering they, that. They weren't. Yeah, I was. I met Jerry Ferrara, and he's like five three. <laughs> nice. He he wasn't that nice of a guy. Turtle. I don't recall him saying much. You're telling yet. me Turtle isn't a fucking. I was not blown away by Turtle's. Uh, you know, his hospitality. I can see that. I, uh, I'm i not surprised to hear that, unfortunately. But yeah, you can pay to experience the incredible chemistry between E and Sloan over video conference. And they're not together, so it's two separate feeds linking in with yours. Yeah. Yo, get me with this This is the best way to spend money. Oh, yeah. Everyone should spend their Trump bucks on, on this, specifically. They should just make it a flat $1,200 fee so that everyone can just forward that <laughs> check right over. And they're not just doing this for anybody. This isn't like a cameo. You need to win the auction to get this treat of a... Uh... <laughs> Who's going to really bid on that? Yeah, I just... I couldn't believe it when I saw this. Like going to the Entourage set was cool. Getting to like meet everybody and watch... And, like yeah. Kevin Dillon was super nice. And like getting to watch them film the show, like that was pretty neat. Was Billy Walsh directing the episode? I wish. It yes. was uh, Super Suit. Wayne LaMonica or Wayne Carmona, I think Ooh. his name was. All right. I like that you remember the director. I don't feel like looking it up. I met him too, though. One of them. And I met uh, Doug Allen. Oh. The creator. Cool. Mm-hmm. Director. Wayne, I think it's Carmona. I'm looking it up. But yeah, we got... Uh, yeah. He was the production manager from 2005 to 2011. a boy. Wayne. Good little run for him. Yeah. But there's a bunch of other news. There's some wild news. The AMC versus Universal Pictures stuff. You been following this? You seen I this? Heard, did he, did he, you heard about I this? heard you talking about this. He's in. <laughs> so, yes. But yeah, for the fans, because of comments that uh, 
someone who works for Universal said about the success of Trolls World Tour being released on demand. <laughs> AMC Theaters believes Universal has violated their agreement and will no longer screen any Universal productions in AMC Theaters moving forward. Which is... Because of comments related to Trolls? Yeah, like, they say you violated our good faith agreement in that, like, movies go to the theater, and that's, like, part of the whole deal. And they said something along the lines of, like, hey, this worked out great. We're going to start doing this with everything. And AMC Theaters is like, "Uh -uh. uh-uh. Uh-uh-uh. So Universal, or AMC is is imagining themselves actually being able to reopen. That's a cute thought for them to have yeah that's the thing when theaters finally reopen it's like no you can't see fast nine here not Ask not any today racer, any real race it don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile winning's winning love a nice eight second sound clip but that's vince you let it fly every time you never get annoyed i appreciate that no doubt but yeah i'm on universal side in this whole battle because they have vin on their side yeah agreed yeah it's this is a big deal it's kind of wild, and it's just like an unnecessary production. With all that's going on, AMC theaters is like no more Universal Pictures. It's so like childish, and yeah, what a great time to take a stand. Yeah, take a stand together. Ridiculous. Uh, did you notice that Kanye West, uh, ally, friend, brother of the show? I don't know about all that, but yes, is now officially a billionaire. Oh, disgusting. No good. I mean. <laughs> You can't deny that he isn't a cut machine. He's got some cuts. He's... I hate when people call him a genius because he doesn't seem... That seems like a bit much. I'll give him some You don't cuts. find this song relatable? No, this is a like his best song. If you want to zero in on the Kanye stuff. But I mean, especially him these days, he's making like off green ponchos and releasing cutless albums he stinks now <laughs> his religious album really is bad awful like not one song in the whole thing yeah i did not like his most i liked the yay album but uh it's, i wouldn't defend it it's not my favorite i'm still i'm still always going to be a kanye fan though till, his, till death i've been i've been in on kanye since like 05 i'm not giving up his last really good one was the the one with the red cover, the My Dark Twisted, Twisted Fantasy. Yeah, yeah, and that was, was like Dark over over ten years ago. At this point, I liked that one and Yeezus. Those are both uh, wonderful albums. Yeezus is like one of my favorite albums. Period. It has some cuts, uh, but he's a billionaire now, and <laughs> uh, he got mad. Forbes magazine released the information. He got mad that they said that he was. They gave some amount for his net worth. I forget the number. But he says that it was lower, so he made a big stink about it being not high enough in the article. Such Trumpish behavior, like him and Trump, or he and Trump are buddies. Terrific. Hey, you want to make fourteen dollars the hard way? Is that all that matters when you get to like that level of dough? Is just making sure everyone knows that you have that much. That seems to be all that matters. Like just a big pissing contest. Yeah. Where everybody's measuring their DIs. Yeah. That's what it seems like to me. Exactly. I don't think that when you and I are that rich, we're going to act that way, but we're back. We're I just lo- a couple of humble guys. That's all. I love that. When not an if there, uh, yeah. very dopely and slyly. If this podcast doesn't make us rich, I don't know what will. Yes. But also movie theater wise, Texas evidently will allow movie theaters to reopen today. May 1st, May 1st, 2020 is the date today. 
Sounds like a smart idea. <laughs> Everybody just pack it in. I yeah. hope that they have at least like some sort of a discount on corn. Yeah. Or like something to get people in those seats. Let's hop on a flight to Texas and go to a non-AMC theater and see trolls. If the flights were still at that... Remember when, the, in, when this first started happening and they were still... They hadn't started canceling the flights yet, mm. but they had to lower the prices because it's like based on a metric of how many flights, how many people, whatever. Yep. And you could like... You could... At one point, you could fly to and from Florida for like $100. And yep. there were just people flying back and forth in these $100 flights and empty planes. Oh. So I... I don't care about the coronavirus anymore. I'm going to come out and say it on the podcast. I don't care. I'm not scared. I'm, you know, life is life and let's get back to it. And I would fly to uh, Texas right now just to see a movie and to get a tattoo because I believe those are going to be open as well. So I honestly kind of want to take Lucy and just buy a house in West (laughs) Texas and just get like an AK-47 and just shoot it (laughs) off in my yard and never come back to this liberal, hippie, wiener, freaking this sounds censored like, beep state. This sounds like Hank talking. The uh, one of oh, your characters, Hank the Cowboy sixty nine, my yeah. famous Instagram account that you can go check out right now. I definitely recommend that. If you head head over to that site right now, it'll be worthwhile. I do like the idea of you moving to Texas and leaning into Hank as a full time persona. Big cowboy hat, <laughs> some boots. I've been wanting to get cowboy boots and a, and like skin tight dungarees for as long as I can remember. So I think it's time. I like calling them dungarees. I haven't heard that in a while. I feel like I'm a truck guy too. Yeah. Where are my dungarees? Did you see that Chris Pratt and Arnold Schwarzenegger's daughter Catherine are expecting their first child? Oh, that's charming. What do you think they're going to name it? Um, Groot, something fun like that. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you were going to go with an Arnold bit, uh, Parks and Rec bit. Like, there was so many different. <laughs> I mean, I hope Is Groot I the little, it. like, tree person or Vin's character? Yes. Yeah. You nailed it. You know Groot. So he was, he was killed in the first one, and now he's baby Groot. Ah, he's become okay. teen Groot. It's a whole thing going on with Groot. Basically, Vin Diesel gets paid millions of dollars to show up and say one word of dialogue. Actually, three words. I am Groot. Terrific, fantastic. Did you hear that Kim Jong-un might be dead? (laughs) Is this a moment of remembrance? Is that a word? I tried to get, like, sad Asian music, (laughs) and this is what it came up with. Is this working? Did you type sad Asian music? No, I typed Asian music and then just picked this one. I think you nailed it. I think it works. I'm getting emotional over here. So I think we should do, this is our first obit of the day, a real yeah. obit for that chubby little scene-stealing side. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kim, yeah, we're going to miss you. I hope you're listening to this up in heaven. And, you know, I always thought you were an okay guy. Yeah, I didn't. Did, I think you got a bad rap. He did some great work in uh, the interview, that Seth Rogen movie. <laughs> Whoa! Weed! <laughs> but I think it's funny how they haven't confirmed it. Everyone's talking about how he's dead, but they don't know for sure. Or maybe- I gotta be honest with you. I don't believe any single piece of news that comes from that part of the world right now. Ooh. Nothing. Wow. I don't even believe that the coronavirus exists. How about that? Wow. I think this is all a false flag operation, and there's something wow. that the, the Hank, big brother doesn't want to, wants to know. Hank is here, folks. You want to come live on my ranch with me in Texas? <laughs> Get her done. Wow. You want to be safe? You want to 
You want to get there? If Larry the Cable Guy's there, I I'm interested. I'm interested in quarantining with that team. Do you think he's evolved into like Lawrence the Cable Guy at this point? I hope so. It seems like the mature thing to do at this stage in life. But we digress. Yeah, uh, this is me extending a formal invitation to everybody <laughs> who is an enough turkey head. Get on, get on over to the Hank Ranch in West Texas. Country beef! I'm not going to be drinking, but you can drink as much as you want. I'll supply you with whatever. Some nice sarsaparilla, sure. perhaps? Yeah. We'll have a bucket for spitting. We'll watch Tombstone every night. Drinking moonshine. Having a goo. I imagine my, my home in West Texas to be like the home in... Um, Hell or high water. They're like living on the oil rig there or whatever. That's good. Yeah, you can be Chris Pine. I can be Ben Foster. That, that works. That tracks. That adds up. Yeah. <laughs> who's bridge? Who's bridges? Um, your dad. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> that means you have to shoot my dad in the chest. Oh no, you shoot my dad's best friend in the chest. Okay, I can live with that more. Spoiler alert, guys. Yes. But speaking of dads, dad. I was unaware of this show until the other day. There's a show on NBC called Council of Dads. Oh, no. And you, you brought this up the other day. I was like, Jesus Christ. I know. This is like dumb, but I just... It's not dumb. It's relevant and it's real. It's mind-boggling. Council of Dads. <laughs> and like the poster of the show is just three dads like roaring into the camera. Like, like oh, here they come. Here's the council, I guess. And my first thought was, is this part of... NBC's Chicago verse, which friend of the show Sean is deeply, deeply ensconced in. He's probably watching Chicago Med like right now. Yeah, what is this show about? I need all the background. Yeah. You I have sh- no idea, are you? <laughs> it's funny, I've just been thinking about it. I should have looked into it even like a little bit. <laughs> it's funny you're just knowing it exists and not knowing what it is. Yeah. So keep doing what you're doing. I've just been looking off into the distance, like, wow, Council of Dads. Council of Duds, more like it. And they, they're making shows like this, but they couldn't make Men of a Certain Age stick. Yes, you loved that show. I did, and I'm still a part of the Save Men of a Certain Age <laughs> Facebook group. For those not in the know, Men of a Certain Age was a Scott Bakula, Ray Romano, Alan, uh, Andre Brower vehicle mm. on TBS, or no, TNT, about five years ago that I really sunk my teeth into for season one. And it was just, it was one of my favorite shows of all time, and then they just chopped it. For no reason. Other people liked it too. You weren't alone. That it was like a yeah. A without quietly, without irony, it was a great show. Yeah. It was funny, smart, well done, poignant, like good storyline. I never saw it at all. But. Empathetic, good characters, and they just they buried it once. So don't even bother watching it. It'll just frustrate you if you liked it. Yeah, it's fucked up. Mm. And also TV wise, did you see HBO is turning Hellraiser into a TV show? Have you ever seen those movies, by the way? The I think I films? tried to watch one of them once and was bored. They're, it's weird because they're very like over the top in a serious way. Like They're very gory and almost even scary. But I don't know. The first one and even the second one has some stuff. Do you think it could be a cool show? Yeah, that's what I was wondering. I don't yeah. know if... I, I don't know either. That guy, David Gordon Green, who used to yeah, do yeah. comedies and now he's doing like the Halloween reboot series... He's behind it in like a producer type thing. So was he? He worked with um, 
Danny McBride? There it is. Danny McBride to write the last one that came out last year. Yeah. And they're doing the next two together. So they're writing and directing them together. Both yes. of them. Okay. Yeah. That makes more sense. So yeah, he's like the new horror guy. But I don't know. I guess okay. I'll watch it. HBO Hellraiser show. It just seems odd. It's like, where's this coming from? But uh, yeah, and the old movies are on Amazon Prime right now. If you're intrigued to watch them, folks. Are they really? Yeah. All right. I'll check it out. I, th- I feel like they're very dated. Yes, very That was 80s. what drew me away from it. Not mm. that I mind. Like, I watched The Graduate last night, which Ooh. actually, in my opinion, has aged really well. Like, the just the shots and the way that it looks. I added it to the Scotty list. You know. Yeah, I've never seen it. It's on that. Prime. Okay. It's on the list. I'm in. Um, what else? Happy Kristen for- Cavallari from The Hills is divorcing her husband, Jay Cutler, the football match player. Wow. And they have three children and Match. they've been together for a decade. And I guess he's being kind of a jerk and like holding back a lot of their dual income and like locking her up so she can't sell one of the properties and just kind of wow. making it really complicated for her, which you love to see. That they actually, do you remember when they as a couple did a cameos themselves on the league? Uh, I think so. And there was like some bit about her and being hot. Well, that and there was a good bit about their kid being called the cutlet. Because it's Jay Cutler and like his baby was the cutlet. Sure. I don't know. It was a fun. I loved that show. Yeah. We talk about the league a lot, I feel like. And it's something that I wouldn't hate them bringing back. We're trying to grab the Sportos. You hear that? Yep. Sports we're, we're, guys? We're, uh, we're a, 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 you know. We're nope, in there. Nope, I got nothing. He's back. We have got guns here. But uh, happy birthday to Wes Anderson. Friend of the show turns 51 today. I'm a big fan of his films. I think Ryan is also, right? He's in. And I hope he's enjoying an elaborate slice of cake, like shot directly from above in his style while stop motion sidecars surround him in a kaleidoscope. I have literally no Wes Anderson sound bites, which is shocking. I'm going to add that to the list. Yeah, we'll work on that. It is time to take a stand. The Daily Show is expanding from a 30-minute program to a 45-minute program. Oof. Yikes. Nobody needs that. They should condense it down to, like, eight minutes. And then maybe... How about five? (laughs) Five's even stronger. But they canceled that David Spade Hollywood show that was actually funny, even though I didn't watch it too often, to be fair. It's just too much TV. Well, that annoyed me that they they chopped that and felt the need to fill the void with more Daily Show when there's probably a thousand people in line that want a deal. Yeah. Like do a show that like is animated, something that somebody can create from their home or just get clever with it. I don't care. Dig up somebody that you think could do some sort of like an at-home podcast, whatever it may be, give somebody else an opportunity. Don't just extend Trevor Noah's time on his recycled bullshit. Yeah. I've never heard anyone say anything positive about the Trevor Noah Daily Show in real life. I don't know anyone who watches it. He's just, he doesn't have the stuff. I'm not a fan. Yeah, people, I think, just pretend that they think he's funny because it makes them sound intelligent, which I think people did to a certain degree with Jon Stewart, but Jon Stewart was actually great, and he was very funny and clever and he had good timing. Mm. And I think he handled the big events well. Like, I would like to hear Jon Stewart's take on our situation here it's a very with difficult corona. situation. Situation with that camo fucker in Iraq. Speaking of, did you see the Netflix is prepping a new quarantine anthology series from Genji Kohan? <laughs> <laughs> who 
is famous for creating weeds and Orange is the New Black. I did like weeds a lot. But was, Orange is the New Black sucked. Both of those shows were good for the first few seasons, then went way too long and ruined themselves. Agreed. I go to school and I wreck! But as I said about the other social distancing show that they're prepping right now, by the time these shows come out, it's going to be the last thing anyone wants to watch is people like in quarantine going through it. It's like, you know, we're going to get tired of it. We're already tired of it. It's enough. And TV continues to die in front of our eyes. Did you see Uh Amy Schumer has a new show on the Food Network? Sure did. I heard her talking about it on Howard Stern as well. It's her husband teaching her how to cook from home. Yes. That's a show. That's a show. And brace for a reveal. I actually think Amy Schumer is funny. That's not a reveal. I think she's hilarious and she's a nice lady. Like I said, I've I've met her and she's cool. I I like Amy, but I don't think that we need a cooking show from her. Agreed. There's some, with her, I feel like there's a big hate train and like almost everybody got on it a few years ago. And like she did have like a couple bad specials, but overall, like she's a funny person. I enjoyed hearing her on Howard. Yeah, I think she's a talented comedian. And what I think it is, is she got big really fast. She went from being a comedian that does bits down in the cellar in New York and then out of nowhere she was huge and I think that rubs people the wrong way I think there's a lot of jealousy I think people were yeah. being weird about that and I think there was a lot of oversaturation kind of thing going on because yeah there was a period where she was just everywhere for a while and people were like okay which I don't okay. it's tough becoming a celebrity and you know treading the line between exposure and getting yourself more popular and doing a lot of projects and being relevant yeah. and also not overdoing it and having people say like oh i hate that scott sweeney he's everywhere whoa which is what happens you know pretty much on a weekly basis with us no doubt but yeah this it seems like a quibby show at best like amy schumer learns how to cook it's on a an actual network food network yeah which is even weirder but whatever but yeah it's something it's just it's not even that bad i just thought it was worth mentioning how silly it was and they announced some Oscar. Oscars are changing their rules. A first, they will consider films that didn't play in theaters as part of new Academy saw rules. That. That's that's pretty big. A lot of like industry shaking news going on this week. The we can submit bowl cut our TV show now. <laughs> Finally, Deb, we're waiting on you. <laughs> Listen, this is a call to turkey heads. Do what we're too lazy to do and call up Comcast in Norwell and get our bowl cut tapes. Yeah. Circa 2000. But this is the whole... Netflix is probably pissed because this is the whole reason why they would put movies in theaters is so they could be considered for Oscars because you had to get released in theaters to be considered. Mm -hmm. Now they're just like, now you do it. (laughs) We wasted like a billion dollars releasing The Irishman and... Marriage story and what have you. Did you hear that uh, your ex-girlfriend, Britney Spears, burned down her home gym with lit candles? Poor girl. How does that grab you? Do you think that's... Do you think she should... what, What I read is that her anxiety is soothed by having lit candles throughout her home. And her family and friends are worried because of her mental state and all these candles lit. I love when people do really dangerous things like that to combat their anxiety. 
That's right. smart to me. For my anxiety, I actually, uh, I go, I fl- <laughs> nope, that was going to be really offensive. Ooh. And I pedaled, and I backpedaled. Ooh, we got a bit give up. Yep. I didn't want to, I didn't want to take the heat on that one. I'm already coming out as like a, a conspiracy theorist, anti-coronavirus protester. And now I'm going to do that freaking joke. Yeah. I'll tell you off air. Just say whatever in character is Hank and you're fine. True. It's like the Parsons voice. But yeah. Never. Poor Brittany, this is not the time you want to be setting your house on fire. It seems like uh, an unfortunate happening. I always wonder, like, does she have money? Does she not have money? I remember she had a tough, tough, tough run in the late 2000s. Well, like she, the, the, the aughts. Yeah. She did the thing where she had a Vegas residency yeah, for yeah. years, right? I think they pay them, like, a fortune to She's do that. Stack- she still has that. Yeah, fact. So, so she has all the dough in the world. That's why people do that, because... You're in one place, and they just pay you so much. Right. And the people just keep coming in. It's like Vegas, what Liberace Vegas. did. Yeah, exactly. So, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Scott. It's me. It's me, Mikey Douglas. But what yeah. do you think about the rewatchables, the uh, Bill Simmons podcast about movies that we enjoy, uh, their take on Michael Douglas, about how he never really – he had all the trimmings to be – a George Clooney, a Brad Pitt, whatever, mm. like in terms of, especially like in the nineties. And he just doesn't like, nobody ever says Michael Douglas is my favorite actor. And why is that? That's a good call. They're totally right. I didn't hear whatever episode you heard this in the uh, basic instinct episode. Oh, okay. I got to watch that and then hear that episode, but they're right. And I love thinking about that with certain actors who just don't like pop in the right way, but they should have. Mm-hmm. And they're like famous enough to have. It's interesting the way that stuff goes. He had all the, he has the chops. He has the filmography. He produced one flew over the cuckoo's nest. They, they had a really good point yeah. about all of this. Like Michael Douglas was a fucking home run. Like he was a, mm. he was a leading man. He was a sex good. symbol. He's done action. He's done drama. He's done thank, comedy. Thank you very much. He's remained relevant from basically the early eighties until present mm. he comes out with, he's winning Emmys with like that dumb show on Netflix with Alan Arkin. Wow, and that show doesn't exist. Right, but people love it anyway because of him and nothing. Yeah. Nobody ever really discusses him. Like, he's married to Catherine Zeta-Jones, even though she's, like, 30 years younger than he is. Like, he's just a home run. Yeah, that was a great pull. One of the great pulls. Pull of all pulls. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm, I listened to his son's book, as we've joked about, and learned a little bit about the Douglas family. And Ooh. he's, to be honest, the way his son portrays him, like, I got that you know, the inner workings of the Douglas family dynamic. And he just sounds like a good dude. Like the way that he was there for his son and that he, you know, hung in there and like he cut him off at the right time when he was really a scumbag and then kind of like let him back in. And I don't know. He just sounds like a good dude. And I, for one, add him. I'm I'm adding him to my top five. Wow. He's sneaking in. He's in my top five. Because if you think about it, some of my favorite movies of all time are, Falling Down is definitely up there. The Game is my favorite David Fincher movie by Miles. Yeah. Um, Basic Instinct's really good. Fatal Attraction's really good. Yeah. And what what are those movies? Romancing the Stone. Those are good too. And Kathleen Turner. You're totally right because he like those are all huge movies, but they're just like a little too weird to be mainstream enough to make. That's a big point of what Bill Simmons and them said as well. Because like if you look at a movie like 
Basic Instinct. Basic Instinct was a famous, famous movie because of how fucked up it was. And like, mm. they was like the director wanted to have a full frontal shot of Michael Douglas in it, but his contract no, said, you. yeah, his contract said that he couldn't do it. Yeah. And, but it sh- did show Sharon Stone's vagina. And it was just True. like, a, it's just a wild movie for the time and even for now. Yeah. And just the way everything went down. Like, so I think he just was in a lot of strange projects. And like, he grew up in a famous family, obviously, his father, yeah. Kirk Douglas. Spartacus, fans know, I'm sure. I don't know. It's enough Michael Douglas talk, just thought. No, it's interesting. Um, Al Pacino just celebrated his 80th birthday. Oh, ho, ho, ho. How you doing? I'm, I'm really <laughs> old over here. <laughs> I was going to let you keep going. Yeah, I like, I made me laugh. Just the, I didn't realize he was in his 80s. Yeah, that's, uh, that's old. Once you hit the 80s. Simmons is old. Yeah, that's when it's like, oh, oh boy. Yeah, he means business now. Yeah. Isn't Jack Nicholson, he just turned 80 recently also. I think he's 83. Yeah, even older. Yeah. He's getting there. Nicholson's going to die soon. It's which weird. sucks because I fucking love Nicholson. It's weird how time just keeps on roaring. The uh, Speaking of time, a bunch of new release dates for some stuff. The Judd Apatow, Pete Davidson movie that was slated to hit theaters in What's that in called? June. Like The King of Staten Island? Yes. Okay. It yeah, that'll be good. To hit theaters in June, and now it'll be on demand on June twelfth. I got a date for it. Oh, which Netflix? It'll be like on iTunes. Ah, ah, ah okay. It's it'll, a real release. Yeah, and that's why you know they need to do this with more of these movies. Like, give us some some hot featured reviews to sink our teeth into. That'll be a good, you know, I don't have high hopes for the Pete Davidson, Judd Apatow movie, but I'm sure it'll be fine. Sure. Uh, I do. Ooh, he's in. I stoop, and this is a reveal for the fans. I thought his latest big time adolescence on Netflix, I, or on Hulu. Yeah, man. I thought that was the, a Judd Apatow movie and I mm. got confused and I just wanted to come clean. Saw that. Um, Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson are donating their coronavirus antibodied blood Ooh. for research. Hiccups for research. Yes. So we'll see how that goes. Tom Good Hanks. luck to them. Tom Hanks is going to save us all. That powerful but blood. You should be proud of yourself. Do you have any idea how hard it is to land a girl who's sexually enlightened as Heidi is? Oh. A girl like that comes around, what, once every hundred years? Uh, I wasn't looking for a girl like that. Oh, wow. Columbus wasn't looking for a miracle, my man, but that seems to work out for everybody, didn't it? You're here. You know what I mean? That clip is long. You don't. You think <laughs> 16.6 seconds is a little much? I do. Okay, I'll keep that in mind in the future when I don't edit it. But I was thinking while that was playing, Vince and Tom Hanks, they'd be a fun duo. They should team up. Them as like insurance salesmen and they have to hit the road kind of in a Tommy Boy fashion. And Mm -hmm. they have to stay in, like it's like a planes, trains and automobiles, but wackier. They're staying in really lousy hotels and maybe they have really conflicting personalities like Vince Vaughn's a party animal and Tom Hanks is a stiff. I mean, I'm picturing it in my head. I'm having fun. Why don't we write this and then just pitch <laughs> it to somebody and just see what they think because we have nothing else to do. Green light. I'm down. I love it. I don't know why you gotta... I mean... I gotta re-download cell text. And also that Kumail Nanjiani movie, The Lovebirds, with him and that woman from... The... I want to get it. Don't tell me. It's not Tiffany Haddish. It's... Um... <laughs> Haddish. It's uh, it's what's her face. She's from Insecure. I'll let you figure it I'm out. I'm not gonna get it. 
It's yeah, that's Issa Rae. Issa Rae, yeah. They're in a new movie called The Lovebirds. It was going to come out in theaters this summer, but now it's a Netflix movie coming out at the end of May. And it's directed by Michael Showalter, who I'm a big fan of, so I'm going to watch it for that reason. I'm G not... is a classic. Yes. I like him. Yeah, I'll watch that. Big fan of his stuff. I'm not the biggest Kumail guy, but he seems to be like... He, he directed won... The Big Sick. His He's thing. okay. Yeah, He won me over a little bit with Stuber. I thought Stuber was funny, <laughs> and it shouldn't, uh, have, it shouldn't have been. It was Did you right. notice that DJ Polly D grew a beard? <laughs> <laughs> Big news. Wouldn't it be fucked up if I did notice that Polly D grew a beard or DJ Polly D, whatever his name is. Uh, and the Wahlberg family has taken a oh break from committing hate crimes to hand out free food to first responders of the pandemic. How you doing? Hey, I'm winning everybody back with charitable acts. But wall sauce is still extra. Yeah. Two bucks a jar. I'm going to help that Britney Spears burn down her house. <laughs> if I was there, that wouldn't have happened like that. Never. I'm going to cure the coronavirus with my muscles. Easily. What, but, uh, do you th- what do you think about his virtue signaling and oof. his like, fake Jesus lifestyle? I think it's exhausting. Agreed. I'm waiting to see. Remember that bid where he released his daily schedule and it was just like the cackliest, like every 15 minutes was marked off with like prayer, uh, work it out, second snack. It was just like yeah. the silly Protein shake. Go to bed at 6.30 p.m. <laughs> I need like an updated quarantine version of Mark Wahlberg's daily schedule. Do you think he's praying more or less? Definitely more. More prayer? Do you think he's praying for us too? I mean, I hope so. And I hope the turkey boys are all right. I know they don't <laughs> like me, but I really hope they get to keep doing the show. I hope neither of them get sick and die. If he's evolved like he thinks he is, he should pray for us. Agreed, yeah. He should pray for his haters. And uh, speaking of haters, Zayn and Gigi Hadid, Zayn uh, notably from One Direction fame, are having their first child, which six months ago, Gigi was having sex with Tyler Cameron from The Bachelor. So there's rumors online that it might be Tyler's baby. But Gigi and Zayn have been on again, off again for the past five, six years. So who knows? I mean, I guess these crazy kids are going to make it. I love the idea of that guy from One Direction getting dragged into some like drama for bachelor people that are like two years removed from being on the bachelor that would be fun safe bachelor nation here we come which we'll be getting to later in the program some bachelor talk i had i think i had one more item here they announced a fourth uh the trip to movie remember this series yeah yeah. this one's uh the trip to greece very loudly indeed (laughs) That's all I really need. It's 15 I need, bloody years old. Yeah, I need that one, and that's it. For people who don't know, this is the series. It's uh, Steve Coogan and Rob Brydon, a couple of cheeky blokes who, great duo, very funny. They do impressions, they're comedians, and these movies are improv heavy. It's these guys basically like playing themselves and just chatting about stuff while vacationing through a different country every time. Must be one of the most fun movies to film. It's mm. probably why they made four of them, because it's it's them just doing what the movie is. Like going to a nice place, eating nice food, having a laugh. But uh if you've never seen them, I recommend them. The trip to Italy, trip to Spain. There's another one I'm forgetting, but they're all good. I think some of them are on Netflix. I've only seen the the trip, the original one, and then a trip to and whatever the second one was. Very watchable. 
It's just them traveling around being snarky, basically. Which I thought was super funny. Start with the first one. If you like that one, you'll probably want to keep going. They're cunts. Which is more yeah. of, which is more of a thing you can say it's over okay there. It's okay to say over there, yeah. yeah. Don't say that here. Cheeky. Brov. Um I have no more news. How about you? Uh yeah. I think that's all I had. News wise. Okay. Do we want to do some shuts? I only have one shut this I week. have four. So okay, let's good. let's line those up. Do you have an O bit? I don't have an O bit. I don't either. Although in reviews I remember I have some we'll have some organic Obit Kim Jong-un's obit counts as well. Yes. So I guess we didn't go obitless. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're dead. <laughs> but uh, Shuts, do you have it, Shuts? I watched Fled, which is now on Amazon Prime, a Stephen Baldwin, Lawrence Fishburne movie from the 90s. You didn't make it through that, huh? No. Is that where they're handcuffed together? Yes. I, I like that movie, I guess. Which... It's a that's a cool setup for a movie like two prisoners handcuffed yeah. together. I was like, oh, I could see them getting some good stuff out of this, but they didn't. That was in also in opinion. the day when every other movie was a buddy comedy. Yes, and I also I love how every '90s movie is about someone on the run who has a floppy disk full of like secret intel. That's like every other '90s movie, like The Net. Who had the disk? The first Mission Impossible. I mean, you know, my boy Larry Fishburne had the disk. Actually, I'm second-guessing it now. I think it might have been Baldwin with the disc. What's Bulletproof, the one with Adam Sandler and Damon Wayans? Yeah, I think that one... They are handcuffed together as well, aren't they? Maybe for a... uh, I feel like that's not the only movie to do the handcuffed thing. Yeah, that's like a thing. Yes. That's another... That's an obit. (laughs) No more handcuffs? Yeah. Or actually, let's bring it back. I'm just trying to sneak an obit in. (laughs) But uh, either way, I couldn't make it through it. Although I was laughing at how 90s it is. Everything, there's so many explosions in 90s movies. Oh, yeah. A scene never just ends. They're, they always have to have something blow up. It's kind of hilarious. Which, perfectly normal. Yeah. What did you shut this I week? shut off True Detective Season 3 for the second time. Can't believe you turned it on. Mahersala cannot carry a television program. Can I don't understand his, his home run of a career so far, but... Can his co-pilot, Steven Dorff... Unfortunately, he cannot. And they're a terrible duo. I hated yes. it. Watch season one and then shut it, is mm. the way I feel. I shut mm. off We Are What We Are, <laughs> which was on Shudder, starring Julia Garner from Ozark, who plays Ruth. It was Ooh. like a weird horror movie that I just could not sink my teeth into. It was really bad. Rough. I shut off Mrs. America on FX on Hulu. I also shut that recently. Which, nope. And I shut off the Beastie Boys story, the documentary. I just found it. It was really well done, and I like Spike Jones. I just, I got bored as fuck. That's fair. Where is the love for me? I watched it, but uh, yeah, I could see, like, not getting into it. I it just, was- I don't really like the Beastie Boys. I find they insist on themselves. Like, they're one of those groups that everybody just, oh, the Beastie Boys, man. You can't listen to rock, hip-hop, punk, anything if you don't hear them first. It's like, okay. like, And I'm also, I hate, like, New York stuff. Mm. It's like, so, New York, New York, it's the best city in the world. Like, yeah, you know, everybody there is dead now. So what do you <laughs> Wow. Our New York fan base is... Coming in hot. In uproar. But that's a fair take. I actually like their... You know that album that had the like, Intergalactic 
and like mm. their sillier songs. That's the album when everyone started to turn on them. Yeah, that's the one I like. Intergalactic yeah. is, I think, the name of that album. I like that right. one better than like their more gritty New York rap stuff. But yeah, it's all whatever. At this like, point, it's Fight like for Your Right to Party is lame and stupid, and it's like the most dated song ever written. It does feel silly to like put on Beastie Boys in this time on Earth. Sure it's Shot's like, a good song. I'll give them that. I like that one. Oh yeah, they got like, a couple. That's from Ill Communication. Like that, they, I know the Beastie Boys. I, there, I went through a phase in my early teens where I thought like I was a Beastie Boys guy, <laughs> and that would make me cool. Kid, I like this song. Kid thought he was a damn Beastie Boy. Like this is a great song. You can't deny that. Yeah, I like this one. Like the production's really good. They worked with Rick Rubin, who was cool. <laughs> Still is cool. Yeah, this is age well. I, I want to age like Rick Rubin. Just be like an older, weird guy with like a strange look that like people would say is juvenile, but it really comes off as cool. Sounds dope. Like wearing sneakers into my 80s. The, uh, one of these days, the turkey boys are going to start rapping. And then, uh, oh boy. <laughs> then we'll see what's doing. I laughed when they explained that Beastie stood for like something, boys, something, something, something. And they're like, yeah. And then we had boys in the end of the title. So it didn't really even make sense. Yeah. And that made me laugh. They're, that was the best part of it is them like making fun of themselves. They were, yeah. uh, really they're self, they're very self-aware artists and I don't, I'm not going to shit on them because yeah. they've had an awesome trajectory and the documentary is actually, I may give it another chance because it was really well done and it's, it is good info. Yeah. Like just put it on the it's background. It's on Apple TV plus. Yeah. I'm not picturing the Turkey Boys rapping about like Boston specific stuff. I'm imagining our whole this our is first single Wahlberg. Yeah, <laughs> that's just like grittily rapping about. I mean, it. we have a studio right here. We could just start making cuts, laying Folks, them down. We're gonna take a break and start laying down some of these uh, tracks. We do need to take a break, regardless. Yes. Um, and we'll be right back with some uh, our first hip hop single. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Folks, we're back. Tonight's featured review is Bad Education, the new HBO film, which, uh, yeah, new movie on HBO. HBO Films doesn't make a lot of stuff, so this is kind of a weird one for them. I can't recall their last one. Yeah. But this is a pretty big movie from a young hotshot director, Corey Finley who did that movie Thoroughbreds a few years ago that we liked so much. Yes, that's why I liked it. Yes. Which, that's a very underseen movie. If you find that on any of the streamers, that's a good one. Thoroughbreds. Um, I love Ray Romano in everything, as I mentioned earlier, with Men of a Certain Age. And, I don't know, I'm dying up here, Paddleton. There's like 90 different things that he did. Vinyl. Yeah, I'm very in He's the best part of The Irishman. Yeah, I'm in on the new, like, dramatic Ray Romano yeah. we've been getting. I think he's legitimately good also. He has serious chops. I think he's always a little unintentionally or intentionally funny, too. I also notably read Ray Romano's book, Everything in a Kite. Hmm. I don't know if you knew that one. That's a classic. What a book title. What a, like, a, a 90s comedian who released a book title, <laughs> that is. But yeah, he's in this. Once he showed up, I was just, like, perfect. He's very believable as a principal. In this movie. Yeah, he rules. 
And this is the movie starring Hugh Jackman, who was great in this. Mm. He really is the greatest showman. They're not kidding around with that stuff. But he actually was really good. I can't think of the last like non-superhero actual movie that I saw him in. But it was nice to see him... Uh, you know, in a he real- has chops too. Like, yeah, I wish that he did more stuff. Like, I mean, I wouldn't if I were an actor and I had a life and a family, and they threw me Wolverine mm. and said, "You know, we're going to make six of these." I wouldn't say, "Ah, you know, I, I want to stick. I want to be able to show my range a little bit more than just like getting paid to work out and look awesome on screen and beat people up on the green screen." But yeah. I get where he, why he would do that. But yeah, but yeah, like. He's good in stuff. The Prestige, he's really good in. I'm trying to think of other stuff. He has chops. and it was Prisoners nice to, yeah. is probably my favorite Hugh Jackman role. Great really example. Like Prisoners. But yeah, this from one, director Dennis Villeneuve. Villeneuve yes. yes. Was that Dune coming out one day? Can't wait for that to be a big letdown, as that tweet said. Yeah. Allison Janney is great too. I really love Allison Janney. She was super, super good in this. She's always good. She's yeah. a very reliable. She's like the new Meryl Streep, mm. one might even say. Mm-hmm. When you see her, it's just like, oh, she'll be good. She'll she'll have something. This movie had like a wild amount of sidecars, especially people from The Sopranos. <laughs> yeah, Alex Wolf from Hereditary, and then. Uh... <laughs> What I don't even remember what Charmaine Bucco's real name is. Yeah. Catherine Narducci, I guess. Yeah, and Little Carmine. Yeah, I mean any- Little Carmine as the as um, Allison Janney's husband. That made me laugh really hard. Him yeah. like, hey, we're gonna be all right. Any movie that employs Soprano sidecars is gonna get bonus points from Agreed. the Turkey team. But yeah, this is the movie based on the true story of these people who embezzled a bunch of money from their school years ago. Mm. I love movies when people like get in trouble. You can just sit back and be like, wow, these people are screwed. Yeah, it was a, like, in Rosalind, New York. I guess it was the school's super, the superintendent and some of the other people on his cabinet. They were just basically just taking money for a decade. And yeah. some student was doing some research for something. I forget what it was specifically, but they got caught. There's actually and a it's great a huge production. Yeah. There's a great scene where he kind of explains like how it started. He's like, Yeah, I just used the wrong card at the supermarket. It was just for like two sandwiches. It was twenty dollars. I kept waiting for anyone to notice. Nobody noticed. And then like from there it just things escalated. Like, yeah, that makes sense. You get away with it for twenty, so why not take a million? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Him it was it was great. It, um, yeah, like so the movie flew by. Yeah, I, when it was wrapping up, I was like, "Is this over already?" This was like incredible. HBO does a great job of making movies feel like they're a TV show. Of just that, like Ooh. snappy, punchy, quick. Like a lot of movies will take a, would take a, or a lot of directors, a lot of production companies would take a premise like this and spend an hour doing just exposition and build and just yeah. you know, characters development and. That's why I like this director with this and Thoroughbreds. He's two for two for me so far. And this movie, like, it's not flashy about it. No. It doesn't have, like, very cool shots, but it just has a good look to it. And everyone's great in it. And it's just, like, a solid picture. Apparently seven seven actors from The Irishman appeared in this, according to half-ass internet research here. I like it. 
That, uh, which ones? Any notable ones? Or all uh, side cars? Probably all sides. It doesn't this, say, yeah, it just says seven. This movie had that thing that's in every movie. It's probably an obit we've done before, but when they show a Photoshop in a movie, and it's just, it looks like someone, it looks like I made it for one of our enough Instagram adverts. You know what I'm saying? Just like a shoddy Photoshop. Yeah, which one, What at what point in the movie did that happen? I th- like the pictures on someone's desk. I can't remember it. And they were just very clearly. Yeah, it's photoshops and movies always just look terrible. It's like how difficult is it to get these people like in a somewhat realistically aged looking photo before you got them on this movie. Right. It's I guess I didn't catch that. Yeah. I'd have to I'd have to go back. It was a weird one, but just in general, like photoshops and movies are trash and it's very noticeable when it's bad. But this, uh, yeah. Yeah, I liked it. The I highly show. recommend it. It's on HBO right now. It's been up around a week. It'll probably be there indefinitely, but what the fuck else are you going to do? Yeah, this isn't good in like a, everyone's stuck at home. This is something to watch. Good. Like this would be good if you went to the movies. And I would have seen this in the theater yeah. if that were an option. This is yeah. like a real, a real good one. A lot of sidecars. Kid from Hereditary, Alex Wolf. Yes. Jackman on this weird diet. He's like a secret gay guy. Like, there's just a lot to it. That this yeah. lo- the movie has layers and levels, and I just I dug it. I recommended it to a few people. They all enjoyed it too. Yeah. Bad Education on HBO now. Right now, can we talk about Hustlers because Ooh. it had got so much fucking buzz? And I know you watched it too. I didn't. But you never saw it at all. No. But all I'm, right. all, I'm all ears. I don't care about. I it. I just want to rant for it for like rant about how much I didn't like it for a minute. I thought Please. you took it in too. Uh, I'll roar through this since just I saw it. But essentially the whole movie was about this. This is another true story, but it was about out of New York as well. A a group of of female strippers uh, that developed a scam to rope guys into coming into the strip club, drugging them and then taking uh, their credit card and maxing it out. And then just kind of when the guy calls up mad, just saying, oops, and then keeping the money. And they, basically, cool move. and they basically did this until they got caught mm. and all these strippers got rich from it. And I got to be honest with you. These are all my, my problems with the movie. Mm. Uh, there's a funny cameo that I won't spoil. Might be worth it just for that. Okay. But like, it's, it's basically just magic. Mike meets striptease, but bad with a worse cast. And everybody sort of was stroking Jake JLo about this and talking about how she got robbed for not getting nominated for best actress. Yeah. She's just a stripper. There's a scene where she's dancing. Yeah. When that was all going on, I was like, I haven't seen hustlers, but I feel like Mm -hmm. it wasn't Academy award worthy work. And you know what, Scott, you were right. Yes. It's like empowering people in the oldest worst profession imaginable yeah it's like oh yeah let's let's you know glorify this you know low-level form of prostitution and oh yeah they're also slipping drugs and (laughs) stealing money from guys and it's like well the guys were kind of rude to them so they deserved it like just the whole premise of the movie was flimsy and stupid yeah it's just glorifying women robbing guys yeah like you're you're supposed to be on their team right you're watching it like oh what are you (laughs) we're supposed to be like yeah girl and i just it wasn't there for me Mm. J-Lo showing everybody the ropes and... How you doing? I still got a big butt and I'm 50. That's you. That's her, rather. Um, 
Lorraine Scafaria was the woman who directed this, I guess. She also did that movie with... Um, I feel like she did something I like. Seeking a Friend for the yes. End of the World with Carell and Kira Knightley. I like that, that movie. bad duo snooze fest that you enjoyed. That's a good movie. And just real quick, that movie-wise, they're a bad duo. And going into the movie, you'd think that they're like... Rom- it's a romance kind of thing because yeah, it's, it's the guy and the girl, but it's not. And they like sidestep that in a really cool way. And I like that movie, but continue. Hustlers. Where is the love for me? Um, basically striptease is in my opinion, like that's based off of, I think a Carl Hyacin, uh book. Oh, he's a big Florida writer. It's a Florida movie. And I really liked Striptease. I thought it was interesting and cool yeah. and I thought it was done well. And I thought Demi Moore is a really good actress and it was interesting. Whereas JLo is not a good actress. What you mean? Like every other year it's like, I'm Hispanic and I'm from the Bronx and I'm going to succeed anyway. Hmm. And that's like the whole premise. It's like, well, yeah, you know, plenty of Hispanic women are successful. This isn't a movie premise anymore. <laughs> there's, there's probably Hispanic women who are billionaires. Like, for, like, to me, it just feels like that character that she plays over and over again is yeah. minimizing an entire fucking <laughs> sect of people, an entire race of Hispanic women wow. who are strong, successful. This is me taking a stand for strong, successful Hispanic women. Like that you don't need to be relegated to, you know, yeah. J-Lo pretending to be you. No, you're right. Her and like, it's like, I'm in the wedding planner. Like a Hispanic woman has a wedding plan. Have you ever even heard of such a thing? It's crazy because I didn't grow up where white people grow up. Yeah. Okay. That yeah. is kind of her niche. We talked about a black billionaire 10 minutes ago. Like there's lots of people that are not white that are crushing it in life right now. And that's, it's, it's becoming more and more of the norm for people. And I'm not saying that there's not such a, still such a thing as a glass ceiling for women. And you know, that there's, that white men do still yeah. make the most. I'm not saying that doesn't exist, but I think that it's becoming less and less crazy for there to be a really successful, strong woman in business. Yeah. And that message is good, but it coming from JLo, it's like, isn't there someone better than JLo to be like right. everyone's friggin'. Well, if you look at the, the, queen, the main characters, it was that Asian actress that I forget her name, who oh, was Constance in, Wu. There it is. Who famously like, tweeted about how she didn't like being on that show fresh off the boat anymore. No, she like quote tweeted the announcement that the show got picked up with like, fuck. (laughs) Did they throw her off the show? I think they ended it the next season. It probably played a part. I hate my life, but I feel great, man. I remember that becoming a big story, but yes, she, she was in it. She's like, I guess you could call her the first lead because they still, the movie sort of starts and ends with her. The first lady. Yes. Terrific. Love them. Gotta have it. Nobody builds walls better than me. Believe me. And nobody builds walls better than me. Believe me. And I guess Big J Okerson plays the DJ. That was kind of funny. Hmm. And, but it was, yeah, it was Constance Wu, J-Lo, um, the girl from Riverdale, the, hmm. the blonde girl that everybody loves that's dating Cole Sprouse. Oh, yeah, she's a babe. Yeah, she's cute. But hmm. like her whole gimmick in the movie is that she throws up a lot. Like, I get nervous and I puke. And that became, like, a trope that they kept hitting over and over again. That was also... Going back to that well. That exact same trope was in Knives Out. It's weird how... I don't know. There's always movies that use, like, the same very specific thing. Stupid. That come out in the same year. And then Cardi B. And that's the team. Wow. 
That's not a very good You can't team. make me like Cardi B. I don't care how much you cram her down my throat. I think like the Ocean's 8 cast is more impressive than that team. I don't really think that movies with a team of sassy women are necessary anymore. Let's just let movies be. <laughs> Let's just let them happen organically. And, and, you know, there can be strong female leads, but like we don't need to put together an in-your-face group of like man-hating tough, tough chicks mm. in order to make a movie, you know female empowered yeah it just it's this movie sucks and it's a big piece of shit it's on hbo right now it's hustlers if you want to watch it and enjoy it you're an asshole that's all i got for it word i think it's actually on stars let me just correct that for the fans so they don't go to the are you sure yeah 100 percent. yeah because if it if it was on hbo i would have watched it i don't have stars (laughs) i remember looking it up and that's the only reason i didn't watch it because they shut me down. Do I? I have stars. You don't have my stars? Let's get you all hooked up. Get you oh. set up all nice. Wow, I'm a star. I'm a star. Uh, while we're on the subject stars, not really worth it. Yeah. <laughs> they get some good stuff, but, you know, it's hit or miss. But we- Showtime. It's on Showtime. Oh, okay. I'm glad you looked it up. Because yeah. that was a double wrong. Whole team was wrong. Whole team was wrong. It's on Showtime. Which, I have that too. I think Show- I steal that from my family. Showtime, also not worth it. I can speak to Whoa, that. whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> You're talking to the Showtime kid over here. Oh, you yeah. bite your tongue. I forgot. The Showtime VIP. I am a Dunno fan. Yes. Um, do you want to talk grudge match? <laughs> Must we? Did you watch Defending Jacob on is Apple it, TV is that Plus? That Chris Evans Yes, thing? the Chris no. Evans lawyer show. No. No, but grudge match wise, that's on Amazon Prime. Yes, I did watch that. I think we watched that. We watched that in together. Tandem. Yes, in tandem. Yeah, I guess you could say. Turn your key, Moira. What do you want to talk? Grudge match or death of Dick Long? I'm grudge match. I'm first. amped about. Let's get grudge match out of the yeah. way because it sucked, and then we can talk about a movie we liked. This is the movie where Sylvester Stallone and De Niro play like old codgers who are. Former boxers and they're getting back into the game for one last, one last bout. It was such an excuse for a movie. It was ridiculous. <laughs> and it took me to the end to even realize, like, oh yeah, this is Rocky and Raging Bull we're watching here. This is supposed to be like impressive and a big deal, but it was just a boring, forgettable. It was pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. What was your favorite part? That's my new thing for you. When we go over a turkey, I'm going to make you figure out your favorite part off the top of your head. Maybe Alan Arkin being exceedingly Alan Arkin-y, as he always is. <sighs> you thought that you would get tired of this after... <laughs> you'd never see this again after Little Miss Sunshine in 2006, but here I am. How you doing? I've got a hat on and I'm all crabby. I'm even older than I was 15 years ago. <sighs> Um, yeah, the names of the characters were Razor and Kid. Yes. And, like, there's a scene where they fight each other in motion capture suits. It's one of the campiest things I've ever seen. Yeah, that was, like, unbelievable. We have roles. John Barenthal is in a role as as De Niro's son. A strange son shoehorned in with pretty much the laziest writing imaginable. Unbelievable. Like, 
Bernthal, his son, hates his guts the whole movie until a poignant scene where he shows him this scrapbook that De Niro kept the whole time to like let him know, hey, I got a heart of gold. I've been keeping it all in this scrapbook. Well, because it's in the book, it's we're all right now. Yeah, it was just such like a movie moment. It was like, I hate you. Oh, scrapbook. Now I'm in the ring with you for the final fight. Like completely on board. Ugh, ridiculous stuff. Um, and it has so many. LL Cool J plays a boxing trainer. That was pretty dumb. Yeah, he was there. Kevin Hart also yep. showing up. And Big role for Kevin Hart, roaring around in a yellow Porsche convertible, wearing suits. Stallone at one point punches UFC fighter Chael Sonnen in the face and knocks him unconscious, despite being fifty years older than him. Yes, Chael Sonnen, not a good actor. UFC people are always bad actors. They really are. He wasn't like Ronda Rousey in Furious 7 bad, but Oof. he was pretty bad. And it's like, how difficult is it to just stand, how dare you? To just stand here and just recite a couple lines? It's the wickedly talented one and only Adele It's amazing how much they uh, fuck it up. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, the scene that he had was there basically it's Stallone, De Niro, and then Chael Sonnen on the side of a UFC ring. So he's already in his element and they're talking about UFC. Yep. And then they're saying UFC is, they're making fun of USC, UFC. And then he just punches it. And then he slaps Stallone in the face oh. and then Stallone knocks him unconscious. Like he had, he had 50 seconds of screen time and he somehow managed to lumber through all of it. Yeah. This movie's really bad. Um, it features nothing good to say about it. Yeah. I got something for the obits from this movie. Montages of characters going viral, which happens in this movie. Like, yes. They upload a video, and it's always the same thing. They show people, like, passing their phones, going like, you seeing this? While, like, a YouTube ticker going over a million views, like, They're like is overlaid over the top of it. That is in so many movies. Never want to see it again. You're in the obits. People going viral in movies. Very hacky montage. And yeah, De Niro like looks worse in this movie than he does in The Irishman. This somehow. came out six years ago. No, even longer. I think this movie is like ten years old. At this yeah, point. it's 2013, so seven years. Yeah, or I thought it was longer, but yeah. Your name's Levine. And yeah, this movie it has no stakes. Instead of giving them a reason to fight, they're both just like walking around, going like, "Should we do this? I think we should." Uh, and then just like boringly goes Could through ya? the motions. Should you? Uh, would you? And yeah, the whole movie's a training montage. It's, uh, that's where Stallone feels the most comfortable, clearly. Yes, he's which like, is fine if he's, you know, 35 and crushing it. I don't do dialogue, I just do montage stuff. Yeah, this just, it was just dumb. I didn't yeah. like it. It stinks. Nothing else to say. I wrote it's the muggiest movie ever made. Yes, and... I don't think you saw it, but this movie is a post credit sequence. I, I was done by then. Yeah, I walked out on it. With Holyfield and Tyson. Mm-hmm. And it's like, whoa, they're making ear jokes. This movie's edgy and fun. No and they, thanks. And they say something about like the Hangover 4. And it's like, oh, God. Oof. This is... <laughs> and I thought it would have been fun because it's called Grudge Match. If there was like two long-haired Asian girls fighting De Niro uh, and Stallone. Uh, He's <laughs> That's the grudge sound, for those of you who 
haven't seen. So now we can talk about a movie that we actually enjoyed, which was The Death of Dick Long, featuring this song from Nickelback. Yes. One of the weirdest movies I have seen in years. I give it I give it a nine out of ten. Yeah. And this is a good one to go into blind. We shouldn't give away the big secret of this movie. Absolutely not. Do not spoil that that reveal. This movie was like captivatingly ridiculous. And it features something I realize I like in movies. The lead character of this is so dumb, he doesn't even realize like the amount of trouble he's in. You know what I'm saying? He Yeah, he's just such a dummy that he gets himself embroiled in a tremendous production through his own idiocy Yeah, and nothing else, really. Yeah, like he should be terrified, and he's just, like, kind of bidding around, hanging out with his, like, even dumber friend who's just, like, vaping and listening to Nickelback nonsense. All I could think about as I was watching this is there are lots of people in the world in the South or in the Southwest <laughs> or mm. some in other places of, you know, California. South. Wherever the <laughs> fuck. Pretty much all Southern. They're, these are the people that are getting Donald Trump back into the White House in 2020. These are my people. Everything, there's like so many little, I need to watch this again. I think I'm going to buy it. Yeah. It's, I think it was a 99 cent rental. I don't know how long that's going to go on, but um, the attention to detail I thought was really good. They had little, just things that you pick up on that are just, it it did a really nice job in terms of painting a picture. A thought I had while watching it is, it's like if David Lynch directed an episode of Trailer Park Boys. What do you think? That's funny. He's in. And it's like actually kind of what's going on in the movie. Super weird to just, it's hard to really give the premise. It's basically like a couple of redneck guys are having, they're in a band and they're having a band practice. Something really bad happens and then they try to take care of it and it doesn't go their way at all yeah and you're almost confused for like the first 20 minutes like wait what happened and then as you get doled out the information it's it's a real wow there's it's, a lot of good sidecars i didn't recognize any of the actors i love that the yeah, one especially guy the leads yeah so you buy them so much more because i'd never seen them in anything either but we've talked about the nickelback and songs they use the soundtrack most movies don't realize that just playing a weird song at an odd moment can be like a huge laugh in a movie. At least for me. Yeah, like the disturbed ringtone. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the, like <laughs> there was at least three moments in this movie where they start playing a song and it's like, I don't even know if they're trying to be funny, but that was hilarious and like was one of the best moments of this movie. Like more movies should do that. I love movies in general where you have to think about whether or not they're trying to be funny. Yes. Like, is this supposed to be funny or is this just funny to me? Is yeah. everyone laughing at this? What am I supposed to laugh at? Like, it just, I loved it. That's the stuff. That's when you're like, because it gets you thinking about it. Anything that makes you think that is, it usually teeters over to good. But yeah, this, uh... yeah, we're, this is just on iTunes. I iTunes, yeah. yeah. The, uh, it's it's worth, I think it's still a 99 cent rental. Hmm. I'll check just to be sure for the people because I don't like to mislead our fans here. But and Especially in this day and age, I can't believe a movie this ridiculous got made. Yeah. Like once you see it and it's all said and done, you'll just be like, wow, someone like explained this idea to a boardroom full of executives 
And they were all like, sure, we'll give it a go. Here's a couple mil. And I'm looking over the cast right now. I don't remember. It's an A24 movie, which immediately sucks me in always. Yes. But this one doesn't get talked about. I've never heard like anyone no. bring it up in any way. Yeah, which is why you should see it, fans. You got the dual Turkey Boy seal of approval. The Death of Dick Long mm. on iTunes. Highly recommend. 99 cent rental. Yes. Um, do you want to talk about any of the South by Southwest shorts? Or is that? Yes. We roar through that quickly. Well, yeah, we, well, as we mentioned, or you mentioned a couple weeks ago, uh, Amazon Prime, since the South by Prime. Southwest movie, fe- movie uh, festival is not coming, film festival rather, is not happening. They're airing all of the movies on Amazon and... I went through pretty much all of the shorts. I didn't finish all of them, but I took a shot. Yeah, I did too. Most of them were pretty forgettable for me. Let's talk about your favorite, and then that's good enough for me. I kind of liked the one, Daddy-O, that was... uh, Directed by Casey Wilson. Yes. With Michael McKean as her father. Yeah, I liked that one. It was sweet. It wasn't like a home run, and it was only 20 minutes, and it probably could have been a little shorter. Mm. But still... I mainly liked it because uh, Michael McKean was really good and Adam Pally had a fun cameo. I always think he's funny and everything. I like him a lot and I don't really like Casey Wilson, but I thought it was believable in some ways. It, it irked me like how like messy she was. Hmm. I can't typically, you know, indulge myself. And like, like it's hard for me to sort of get settled into a movie with a kid with a character who's just so all over the place. Yeah. They were really good on Happy Endings, which is a show I enjoyed a lot, and it's on Hulu, I do believe. Yeah, Casey and Adam actually went on it. They did an Instagram Live the other Ooh. day together from their separate residences that They're I caught a part of on the Vulture page. It was oh. good. They're fun. They have a fun back and forth. Did you watch Still Wild, the mm. movie about the woman who loses a baby? I don't think so. That one was pretty good. There were a I lot liked of them Waffle. Were- a lot of them, I just like read the blurb, and I was like, "That's too sad. I don't want to watch that right now." I watched uh, that one with Nick Frost, that sci-fi one. I didn't like that. Vert? one. Yeah, yeah I Vert. shut that off. That one was rough. Boring stuff. It's too British, overly British <laughs> for my liking. Waffle was interesting. Did you watch that one about the like friend service, where it's like you can literally rent a friend? Oh yeah, that was okay. I thought it was interesting. Yeah. A little spooky. I thought it was cool how they worked in a twist in 10 minutes. Yeah. That was probably one of the better ones. Yeah. I forgot about that. That's Waffle. And then I liked um, Single, I thought was interesting, about the woman with one arm. Ooh. Going on the date with the guy with one hand. I did she's pissed that. off about it. Huh. Which was funny. Did you watch that one, Blocks? I did, yeah, where the woman's throwing up Blocks. Yeah. That was, was interesting. That was kind of a clever idea, but that was another one where I was like, how is this feeling too long when it's like six minutes long? Yeah, I didn't love that one. I shut off Broken Bird. I shut off No Crying at the Dinner Table. Mm. Quilt Fever is a documentary, a short doc about uh quilting contest. Okay. So I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I didn't even try that, <laughs> that one. That sounds like a hot one. Run on, but that mother and the kid on the at the bus station thought that was super boring. I shut that off. I liked the voice in my head about the guy who's going to work and he has this almost like mayhem Allstate commercial character in his mind. But then there's a twist, and Ooh. you know, once again, another twist. I think short films that work in a twist is an interesting concept. I didn't I see that one. I'll watch that one later. That one sounds like Please something. Do. 
And that's, I think, all the ones that I watched. You know, but you can go, there's a category of all the South by Southwest movies. I don't know how many of you are going to do this on Amazon Prime. but Yeah, and some of them, it's just cool that they're all up there. This is, like, mm. all brand new stuff, and some of them aren't shorts. We watched one feature length. Oh, yeah, I have no notes on it, but it's all in my head because we did it yesterday. This movie called TFW No GF. Which means that feeling when no girlfriend, for yes. those of you that are not up on the internet language. I learned all sorts there. of gross new lingo watching this movie. Yes. They talk about people being en- neat, N-E-E-T. What does that mean? Like not employed? Or in training? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I don't know what the other like E is. Like you're not in school, you're not working, you're not doing anything, you're just existing. Yeah. So it's a lot of these guys who it's it's basically a movie that gives it's a documentary that gives us a look into the life of incels like just mm. nerdy video game gun owning nerd alert weirdos who like don't like really do anything except go on the internet and just talk to people on Reddit or 4chan which yeah. is like a messaging service. Mm. I said this yesterday on our group text that I don't think there should be a way for men to message each other unless it's for sex. (laughs) No talking to strangers unless it's specifically a dating app in those realms of like Grindr, Tinder, Bumble. Mm. But like just chat forums for adult men to like go on their computer at two o'clock in the morning and share memes and and GIFs and jokes like that's not necessary. This movie, I was legitimately embarrassed for almost everybody they have speaking to the camera at any point in this movie. I, I couldn't believe that they got them to like sign yeah. a release to be like, yeah, we're going to put this in a movie. It's it's just these asshole idiots like... Makes them look very bad. Yeah, like they're chain smoking and swilling beer and like saying things that they think are all poignant, but it's just them being like, fucking sucks how like everything's gay now and like I just tweet about how everything sucks all day. It's fucking... Like... That kid wearing a cowboy hat talking about, he's like, you look outside and you just see like roads and buildings. Like, it's disgusting what's happened out there. <laughs> it's The guy with the cowboy hat spent the entire time he was on screen trying to sound smart and he didn't succeed once. Yeah, it's, it's a very interesting thing to watch because they like linger on these people and let them go on and on about something. You'd think that they're making sense, but they're just spewing nonsense. Mm -hmm. It's really, it was really something. Yeah. A bunch of dorks. Yeah. It was really all it comes down to explaining like the online lifestyle. Like he's the coolest dude in the world. And they also like padded this movie out with showing a bunch of their tweets on screen. Oof. Which, yeah. Not good. I tried to see a few of them on Twitter, but they I guess they've taken their accounts down. I was watching this movie. Or changed like, their names. Watching this like through my fingers. Like it was a horror movie. It was yeah, so I cringed, I cringed a few times. These and yeah. guys, and they're all, and they all are just like, it's one thing, you know, like I say some sexist stuff and I'm a little bit misogynistic. And, it's, you know, it's a joke. It's, it's a goofy character that I'm doing on the show. But like these guys are like actually angry at women for not giving them attention. Yeah. And it's t- and then there's a scene where they're all just standing in a field shooting off assault rifles. Yeah. Like, well, oh yeah, these guys get AR-15s and Uzi machine guns. While like a Lincoln Park B-side plays, <laughs> and it's they had to know like this is funny. Like people are gonna laugh yeah. at this. They, the, I think that the directors were intentionally goofing on them the entire time. Yeah. Without question. All the interviews 
They're like the opposite of those masterclass videos where people teach you how to do something. Or it's like a masterclass on how to be the worst dude ever. Pretty much. Deal. Yeah, it's but I found it super entertaining. It's TFW no, no GF. N O G F. And there's like a that guy that's a, a frequently a meme. He's crudely drawn. This is on Amazon Prime. And if you if you watch this, I think you'll get a kick out of it. Yeah. Yeah, when they go into all that, like the difference between the Pepe meme and the Lojack meme. Oh. And like all the lore they're going on. And it's like, wow, I don't think I've Fucking ever been darks. less interested in something someone was talking about in a documentary. <laughs> I was fully embarrassed for all of them the entire time. That's yeah. pretty much what happened to me. I was just like, oh, God, they're doing it. They're going to say that. And, ah, oh, it just. It must yeah. have been such an easy documentary to like put together. They don't even need to dress it up or do any fancy editing. Like It's just. Asshole idiots yeah. saying very dumb things right into the camera. It was, it was a wow. But yeah, that is on Amazon Prime. TFW no GF. Awful title. Yeah, bad title. But I get it. He gets it. Um, you know what I want to talk about now. Oh shit! You're probably not excited about it. I understand. That's that where you're wrong. Not I'm all fired up about it. Are you fired up? Do you hear Megan Megan snoring in the background? I do. I think it's charming. A little charming if it doesn't pick up on mic. Can you hear it through the headphones? Snoozy little sidecar. She had a big day playing with the with the crew, and she's tired. We put her out. Yep. Um, a lot happened on the Bachelor. <laughs> Listen to your heart this week. Did it? Not really. No. They've had two weeks in a row of nothing really i gotta say this was a cold episode of yeah this show. i almost how... i shut it actually with oh, wow. 20 minutes left wow I, I got angry you probably missed some uh jason mraz reveals then it made me laugh really hard how two weeks ago you said something about how jason mraz was in the episode mistakenly mm. but now he actually was in the episode <laughs> like if you hadn't seen that yet it's you just can. like the show is so predictable that it's like, <laughs> of course they'll have the douchey guy who sings in the fedora on the show. I misspoke, and there he is. The only part that I really think we needed was Julia getting all upset. She's the one who's with um, Sheridan, the douchebag with the long hair, Oof. begrudgingly. And she really likes Brandon, who now went after Savannah after... Gabe opened, remember Gabe, the black guy, opened up to Savannah. She said she wasn't interested in him romantically. Wow. He leaves the show. Savannah's now open. Brandon makes a beeline, grabs her, then they're together. Hmm. And they're just sort of fabricating this whole, you know, affinity for one another. And that to me was interesting. And then Julia felt the need to call her out over it and say, like, it just doesn't seem like you guys really care about each other. It's like, no one cares about each other. This isn't real. You don't fall <laughs> in love with somebody in a week. Yeah. And I love, this is the episode where they started actually performing and like playing music together. Mm. They'd really been slow burning the entire premise of this show. They finally decided to get into it. What'd you think of their cuts? Who's your favorite? One of them actually did have a decent cut. The one with the babe and the tall guy. I feel like they had the best song. I don't know any of the Which names. Which tall guy? There's, what do you look like? I know the names. Now. Like short, brown hair, Cool guy. Were they the ones that like were in the suit? hot tub together? 
at one point. Probably. And he's like kind of dorky with like the black hair and they were the ones face. everyone was watching and being like, wow, look at their chemistry. And they were all jealous. They were the ones that everyone was like wowed by, mm. including Jason Mraz. Who could forget the remedy besides oh, everybody on earth? He sucks. Yeah, they, they really brought out all the the star guests. Kesha joined Jason Mraz. With black hair looking. Yeah, she was. She's she, not looking that good. She looked different than she I looked remembered rough. her. Is she still a big deal? She I don't cuts? think so. I, yeah. I mean, she, she has a lot of cuts, but. But yeah, they, they rate the performances and the chemistry of the, the people. I actually felt bad for them. Like when they were, there was that one babe who was super nervous and then they went up and actually did good. I don't know. The whole show is nonsense. show sucks. Yeah. I fucking hate it. I might be done. <laughs> you want to just bury this segment halfway through? I don't care. Like, I know you don't care. I don't care. Fans, reach out and let us know, like, are you watching this program? Do you want to hear us talk about it? This is because I'm okay with making a pivot to anything but. Yeah, hit us up enough the podcast at gmail.com. We'd love Yeah, to fill this reality mm. void. One yeah. of the like silly shows. What's the hot new silly show? What do we got? I just finished up Too Hot to Handle. Is Lucy and I I got a kick out of it. It's on Netflix. Lucy and I have been tracking through um, Married at First Sight. Oh. which is where they introduce two strangers and they have to get married immediately and then they have six weeks to decide if they want to stay married. That's on Hulu and it's wacky as fuck. That's funny. That's like that movie The Lobster, but it's real now. And you don't turn into a dog or anything. Yeah. But, and then there's... Although who knows? Big finale. Big finish. Yeah, true. <laughs> and I've been watching... There's a bunch of that on Hulu. There's even a season that takes place in Boston. Kid. And... It's quite funny. A bunch of Pam Adams types. Pretty much, yeah. I fuck you. I Not fuck like you. the like thick, gritty type Boston girls, but like, mm. I love this song. They're a bean babe, by the way. This is a song I wrote to you, actually. If you oh. listen to the lyrics, that's pretty charming of you. Thanks. I just got chills. <laughs> reveal. I just got douche chills. <laughs> Double reveal. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> no, but also, he's having a laugh. Also, TV. It was all the three. <laughs> do your Biggie impression. I'm putting you on the spot. Fuck. I was worried about that. I gotta do it. Yeah, I gotta do it. It was all the three. Scott does, I listened to, what was, plug the other podcast that you did, because I think people might get a kick out of hearing you outside of this. Yeah, I did the, uh, my friend Tyler and Logan's podcast, The Quarantine Heartthrobs, which is Which is like quarantine, T-E-N. And I got a kick out of it. I'm going to listen to more episodes from these guys. Apparently they're fans of this show, so thanks guys. They're in. Maybe we'll do a collab. I wouldn't, yeah, get them on the phone, video, whatever. I don't care. I haven't come in. Coronavirus isn't real. It's a superstition created by the government. (laughs) You heard it here, folks. In six months, they're going to tell us they use the masks to reprogram your brains. So good luck with that, giving up all your fucking liberties and freedoms and bowing down. Hank is back. It was all a dream. But yeah, at one point in that podcast, Scott does a Biggie impression. The, it was all a dream. And I like snort, laughed, and spit my beverage out. He's and in. I'm trying to get him to do it more and more here on Enough the Podcast. I mean, I'll try to sneak it in for the super fans and the turkey heads. 
but I would be remiss if I didn't mention that season one of Dave just wrapped up. God, was that good. We've talked about it before, but now that it's done and it's like a flawless season of television, in my mind, especially they like, the ending was like... Great ending. As Monty joked about it, like, <clears throat> I should have stood up and applauded. Cause it nice was really, standing O in the nook. Yeah, a solo standing O. Yeah, I loved it. But yeah, it's like Curb Your Enthusiasm, but the guy is a white rapper. But it's not like Malibu's most wanted white rapper stuff. Like, he's serious, and he's actually good. But it's also funny. Like, it's got it all. And I feel like nobody is watching the show, and it's so good, it's ridiculous. Dave on FX. You can watch it all on Hulu. It's with Lil Dicky, yes. if you're familiar. And also season two of Rami comes out soon. I think that's... I'm a, a, I'm a Rami guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that show a lot. I thought it was super interesting. And I liked the... I like learning about different cultures as much of a... You know, when I live in West Texas, I won't be able to admit that to anybody say, anymore. But I do... sound like Hank no more. I do enjoy diving in on, you know, something I know nothing about, like being Muslim. And do you say Muslim like that? I think you do. All right. But yeah, I, I enjoyed Rami a lot. Yeah. You won a Golden Globe... <laughs> And Deserved. still nobody talks about that show. That's often what happens. Yeah. And that's an A24 production as well. It so is. Their only TV there. show. Which boggles my mind that they don't have more TV shows. Is We need more content. Yeah. Let's go. I actually saw it today. I haven't watched it yet, but there's a new Amazon Prime show called Upload, where it's like a, a comedy about this guy who dies, and then he gets to like choose what his afterlife is like. It looks like a comedy version of a weird Black Mirror episode, basically. Upload? Yeah, I think one of the guys who created it is someone of note. I think it's Greg Daniels, mm. who did all those animated shows in the American office. I'm going to be checking it out. Upload on Amazon Prime. Hot new series. And... What else? Billions comes back Sunday. I want to remind the fans to not watch Billions. Avoid it at all costs. That goes for you too, Rob. I know you're a big Billions guy. <laughs> oh, no. He's My brother in? loves Billions, yeah. Get so out if of you're that. listening to the show, Rob, please just give up on it. Start watching Defending Jacob or the Epics uh, TV adaptation of Get Shorty instead. Yeah. Or just rewatch succession we also wanted to say we've given up on the show run on hbo we're done with it hate it with merritt weaver and domino gleason Uh, it's over no more i'm not gonna suffer through it show stinks i'm not doing it things are bad they're not that bad bad duo yeah i'd rather there's a lot of good rewatch stuff like next week if we have no like we got lucky with the hbo feature review this week but i mean next week we'll we'll head back to scotty's list and grab one off there the i think i've come up with 18 different movies that I know Scotty Boy needs to take in. Yeah. That was an extensive and strong list. I'm looking forward to Good getting list. in there. But yeah, there's also that movie Arkansas, that Clark Duke yes, movie. Yes, I already pre-ordered that. I'm so, like jazzed up to watch that. That looks great. That comes out Tuesday? I think the this, 5th. The 5th is Tuesday, so that's this Tuesday that comes out. Yeah, so we'll have that for next yeah, week. Yeah, we'll have that for next week. All That'll right, be good, a hot good, featured good. review. Yeah, Clark uh, Duke rules, and he responded to my post on his Instagram the other day, so he's in for life. Yeah, <laughs> that's how that works here at the Enough Podcast, folks. That's all it takes. That's it. Get on in forever. Um, that's all I got. Mm. You seems like a show. Mm. You want to watch ninety seconds of The Departed? You know what? I would. Thank you I for asking. I got the remote over here.
Listen, buddy, thank you. Listen, buddy, I gotta watch The Departed. <laughs> we mentioned last week. Sam, I'm gonna need you to edit out those chair sounds if you can. As Once again, I have to thank the lovely and talented Sam Platt. He's our new audio engineer. He normally works at the Comedy Cellar in New York, and Ooh. he's been on tour with David Duchovny's band. Very so cool. He's very, very much overqualified for yes. what we do here with our, you know, fart and boob jokes. Wow. We do do a lot of those. We do. But yes, thank you, Sam. Really appreciate it. And we're more than halfway through The Departed, as you mentioned last week. On Which the was huge. Yeah. It's a milestone. Huge. <laughs> About as powerful as milestones get these days, one might say. Yeah. I'm pretty happy about the fact that we get to pick a new movie after this, too. I thought we already settled on Boondock Saints, no? Oh, God. We're locked in on that, huh? <laughs> I laughed really hard when Brian suggested it, but... Yeah. That meant a lock-in. I don't know if that... It did. Okay. Yeah. No. So I've non-verbally committed. In reality, we should do a different movie. We we don't have to do every bean set crime down. Oh, uh, crime down. Here it is. Yeah, we can spice it up. Cool talk in the Let come on. I feel like I messed up speaking a couple times this episode. I'm upset. At I only noticed that one. Okay, fans, forget I said anything. Since you can't see it, we're now at the scene where Frank Costello, aka Jack Nicholson, is at the opera with one of his prostitutes. And I'd like to know where they're seeing an opera in Boston. I love this whip pan shot that reveals he has two prostitutes with him. Like we just saw it. It's just a... It's like supposed to be a laugh, I think. I think it's also implied that that one has her hand down his pants or in his crotch. <laughs> yeah, I think... And then this cartoonish... Wait. <laughs> him with a punch bowl full of cocaine just throwing it all over the place, making a mess. He's being so wasteful with the coke. Yeah, no one would do that. He's literally throwing it around the room. Not to mention, from my drug doing days, that that shot of him that nobody like Coke doesn't look like that. Yeah. Like it's that's baking soda. And also, isn't Coke expensive? He's throwing it around like it's just like it's literally eh. garbage. I think if you're a drug dealer, you get that you get cheap Coke. That adds up, but that, it doesn't look like that. If you threw it up in the air like that, it wouldn't make a big poofy cloud. True. Do you think that Scorsese ever considered De Niro for the role of uh, Costello in this movie? No, that couldn't be. I mean, De Niro with a bean set accent? I would imagine Bobby D turned this down. And that's 90 seconds, folks. But it must have at least crossed his mind. Like, I don't see how it couldn't have. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was being facetious. Yeah, there's no way that he didn't tap him for this. And I bet De Niro, what is this, 06? What was he doing? Like, meet the Fockers or little <laughs> Fockers or something? Probably, actually, yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm a little busy. Uh, I got a lot going on right now. <laughs> That's my Cape Fear laugh. It didn't, it didn't land. What are your plugs? Let's plug the, your friend, the, the quarantines again. Yes. Tell them where to find it. The quarantine heartthrobs. Quarantine heartthrobs. T E E N. I posted a link to it on my personal Instagram the other day, which is at Ankner. They're on iTunes and Spotify. I also want to plug Uncle to Uncle, which I've mentioned before, hosted by Franklin and Howard. Very funny movie podcast. They gave us a show recently. I thought I'd return the favor. They do a great show. Big fan of their work. Check out everyone's show. Everyone's fun. Yeah, we need. I don't have anybody to plug, but uh, you can tune in to me Ooh. at 
Ankner, A-N-K-N-E-R, and see some of my silly content while in quarantine. And uh, listen to this show twice. It helps get the numbers up. Yeah. That's my new thing. I'm going to tell everybody, listen twice. You missed some Easter eggs. I like it. But yeah, rate and review on iTunes, SoundCloud. That really helps. I'm going to get us up on Spotify, too. That's my new project. That sounds fun. And on Instagram, Enough the Podcast. On Twitter, Podcast Enough. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Skip Season. Folks, that's enough. Have a good one, everybody. Have a good one. Bye.